Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well. Welcome to a brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing. If you are new to this podcast, you know, I sat down to plan this whole other episode. It's a storytelling episode, something that I really want to share with you guys from my heart about things that have happened the last year in my life. And as I was getting ready to film this morning, God just completely rocked my world and put something else on my heart to talk about. And I'm like, all right, God, let's do this. Whether you believe in God or not, please take a listen. I think everyone needs to listen to this episode. I'm so excited for this message and what I'm gonna share with you guys. So I just got back to Nashville from Florida. I was in Orlando for the Faith and Freedom Coalition. I got to speak on a panel and it was called Waking Up Gen Z with Sleepy Z's. And this whole weekend had me in awe, to be honest. The anointing God had over this place was incredible. There were hundreds of pastors and prophets and patriots people who love this country, people who love Jesus. I know a lot of people have found me through what is happening with myself and Sephora. But if you have followed me before that, you probably have seen the transformation God has placed in my life. I went from a place where I posted very much about culture and the world. I lived in LA and in Hollywood for four years, and I've always loved the Lord. And I've been walking with Jesus for a long time, but my time in LA, which I'll talk about in a future episode, was something that was very hard for me, very heavy in in the spiritual warfare category. So as my husband and I left LA and we moved to Nashville last March, God has just been transforming my life. And especially since last summer and into last fall, as I've watched God rip the veil off of my eyes, allow me to see things that I never saw before. I'm looking back at the last couple of months and at the last year and God's plan and the things that he's revealing to us, it just becomes more clear and more clear. One thing I have to credit to this is the Bible. I underestimated the Bible my entire life. I grew up in the Catholic church and as an adult, God pulled me out of the Catholic church and led me to just be a follower of Jesus. I don't put myself into any denomination. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian. I care about biblical word only, not man-made religion, not what any man says, what God says. I know I'm not the only one in growing up in a church that did not put an emphasis on how important it was to read the Bible. So as an adult, when I started walking with Jesus on my own, I started realizing I really don't know that much about the Bible. I don't know that much about scripture. I mean, sure, I know some of the more popular Bible verses, right? You know, we're not supposed to judge and Jesus loves us and, you know, all of these kind of cliche scriptures that are important. Everything in the Bible is important, but they're only a very small portion of the whole picture of God. You know, if you look at who Jesus is, it's much more than a couple verses. And in our society today, we have a lot of watered down churches so worried about being offensive, about offending people, about the culture, and they're not worried about preaching God's truth, about preaching biblical truth. 
they bow, they buckle, and they compromise to the culture of the world instead of preaching biblical truth. These churches have raised a weak generation of Christians, and that's just the sad truth. You know, if you think of the devil, he was cast out from heaven because he wanted to be Jesus so bad. So we would be naive to think that the devil has not infiltrated the church at all. The devil infiltrates anything that he can because he wants to draw people away from God. Even in the last year, I've seen so many churches that push critical race theory, push BLM, push all of these things that are not of God because they want to please the world. And that is not what we're called to do. I mean, Jesus was persecuted because he offended people with the truth. He wasn't persecuted because he was nice to everyone. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those woke Jesus memes. They're really funny and also sad, but um, there's like a woke Jesus account that just posts like how the world tries to tell us Christians should be. And when you read it, it's just, I mean, it's satire, but you're just like, this is honestly, it's true. Where in the Bible does Jesus say, be sure not to offend anyone? It doesn't. But because so many Christians don't know what the Bible says, they'll bow to compromise. And to be honest, I was one of those people at a time in my life. I was someone who hung on to, you know, a few verses. And when the world came for me to say, oh, well, Jesus wouldn't want this, I would follow my emotions. I wouldn't guard my heart. And I would think, yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. I probably misunderstood that. But the Bible, biblical truth is very crystal clear. And the Bible never contradicts itself. Something God helped me see today was, the world has raised this society, this generation of Jesus followers, especially I feel in the younger generations that they don't want to offend anyone because Jesus loves everyone. Jesus does. Jesus loves his children. But it's like Jesus says, you love the sinner, not the sin. But the world will tell you, no, no, no. Don't use your religion to be hateful. But we didn't make up what the Bible says. This isn't about religion. This is about God's truth. You should absolutely love people. You know, my sin is no different than your sin. We're all broken people and we're all sinners. But there's a problem when non-believers, or even if they are a believer, try to tell you, hey, you have to accept my sin as good because if not, I'm offended by that. It's not our place to do that. And it's not our place to judge people either, but telling people the truth is the highest form of love that there is because you can lie to people and you can tickle their ears with lies and you can compliment them all the way to hell. We are not to tell people lies or tell them that their sin is okay because they want to accept their own truth instead of God's truth. You are to stand on the word of God if you believe in God, if you are a Christian. With this weak spirit, a spirit of fear, a spirit of cowardice that so many people have right now, we aren't even willing to lovingly correct one another. And I was reminded of that this morning. I had a friend who posted something and I sent her a message. I said, hey, uh, just be careful about this page. And she's like, oh, what happened? So I sent her a message and I was like, hey, you know, if you look at what this page stands for, everything they stand for is against God. And she is a Christian. So I'm like, 
if you are for God, this page is not where you should be. And everything this page was posting was very much like self-care, self-power. If you come to this page, we give you power, critical race theory, everything they were posting was of the world, of the culture, not of biblical teaching. And a lot of Christians get stuck into that because when you read certain things online, they're like self-help books. Same as these watered down churches that are just afraid of offending people instead of afraid of offending God. They're only afraid of other people's opinions. They're nothing more than glorified self-help books. And when I was talking to her, it just made me think, you know, the world has told Christians stop being offensive. And for the people who don't know the Bible, for the people who believe it, they are afraid to lovingly correct one another when people go against God's word. They have been backed into a corner, into a spirit of fear. It's conditioned a generation to stop leaning on God's word, but to lean on whatever the media, whatever Hollywood, whatever woke social justice warriors think that Christians should be an act. You know, there's nothing that bothers me more than when people who don't know Jesus try to tell Christians how to act or live their life. You can know who Jesus is, but it doesn't make you a Jesus follower. Just like knowing who the devil is doesn't make you a Satan worshiper. Knowing who Jesus is and knowing Jesus are two very different things. And too many Christians allow people who don't believe in God to tell them how to act. We are to have no other God but God. So when you listen to what another person tells you that's not biblical truth, it's their truth, you were to toss that out. That should go in one ear and out the other. When I started actually taking time every single day to read the Bible, I started to see a more clear picture of who Jesus is. Who Jesus is is very different than who the world says he is. The world will try to tell you a million ways of what Jesus is. I mean, there are false prophets. Look in the Bible of what the Bible says about false prophets. There are false teachers. There are Pharisees. There are people that want to fool you with who they say Jesus is, but it's not actually who God is. And the only way you will know who God is is by reading the Bible. When I started getting into the word, my life completely changed. The Bible brings you life and it brings you peace. If you have a spirit of fear, anxiety, you know, God does not give us those spirits. God has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline. Have you ever noticed how when you try to pray at night before bed, if you're laying down, you close your eyes, you end up falling asleep. That used to happen to me so many times growing up. And I, it would bug me because I'd wake up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I fell asleep in the middle of my prayer. I didn't even get to finish it. The devil hates God so much. He's trying to make you fall asleep when you pray. Have you ever realized you want to go open your Bible and then all of a sudden your mind starts thinking about something else and then you just start doing something else and say, oh, I'll do it later, but you never do it. The devil hates God so much. He wants to make sure you don't open that book of life. You have to fight through that, fight through that with your self-discipline and start reading your Bible. A lot of Christians will break under pressure because they don't know who Jesus is. They believe in him, but they don't know the whole image of who God is. And the beautiful thing about reading the Bible is that every day it's a new story. It's the most beautiful love story. It's the only book where the author loves every single person who reads it and knows every single person who reads it. I mean, he created our stories before we were ever even born. In the Bible, there was such an emphasis on fasting, on praying, on being silent and being still with God. Fast forward to today, 
We have a whole entertainment industry to keep you entertained so that you're not bored. We have sports, we have music, we have all of these things, television, Netflix, that all keeps you distracted so that you don't pay attention to God. You know, God is looked at as, oh, on Sundays you spend an hour and go to church and then that's it. You, you get a little bit of a self-encouragement high if they're not preaching the Bible and then that's it. That's not what Christianity is supposed to be. You should pray the same as you breathe. I mean, I'm praying all day, every day, all the time. Even if it's just in my mind real quick, I'm always praying. Instead of looking towards these movies and entertainment and social media, we should be looking towards the book, the book of life. We should be looking towards the Bible. Everything the world pushes, I've said this a million times, it's to distract you away from God. Imagine if the church feared God. They understood that hell was real. And they dedicated their time to understanding and learning God's truth, to walking in the anointing that God has placed over their lives. We would see ourselves in a very different world, a very different society. One of the issues we have now is the younger generation, they don't fear hell at all. They think hell is little Nos going down a stripper pole, walking in some heels and twerking on the devil. That is not hell. That's evil, but that is not hell. If people knew what hell was and they read the Bible, if people feared God the way they feared COVID, we would have a very different society. I mean, people fear a virus with a 99.9% .9 survival rate, but they don't fear God. Right now, we are in a season where God is elevating voices. He is showing you who you live for, who you worship. He's showing you who worships him and who doesn't. And it's even as clear as to look at some people's social media accounts. Even in my industry, in the beauty industry, I've seen as people have either continued to post about themselves and give the glory to themselves and to, you know, keep being toxic and vain and not using their platforms to glorify God, but to glorify vanity and pride of beauty and exterior beauty or they're taking the glory off of themselves and giving it to God. They're making their platforms about kingdom work instead of culture work. And we're seeing this in every vertical and in every industry. I mean, how many people don't care about celebrities anymore? Hollywood was just one thing that had such a strong hold on the people. Honestly, I cringe at the amount of reality shows and TV series that I spent hours and hours and hours binge watching on the couch over the years. So many hours of my life watching a box on the wall sitting on my couch. I could have been doing so many other things and living my life and searching for Jesus and in the word, but I was distracted by the world. And I'm not saying this to judge anyone. I mean, clearly I've been there and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with TV. I'm saying, look at all these things that have distracted us for so long that now seem like they have lost their grip. People are now so much more in tune with what God is doing. They're paying attention to what's happening in the world and real life has become more entertaining than fake Hollywood entertainment. When you think of everything that's happened the last year, the pain, the suffering, the struggles, the revelations, the revival, when you look at everything and you see people like celebrities in Hollywood that they just post selfies every day, sell their products, 
people don't care anymore. And the people who still are paying attention to that and obsessed with that kind of culture are people that are not paying attention to what's happening, especially in beauty and fashion. Like it's such a bubble that once you get sucked in, you're kind of like trying to find your way out. And it's very easy to get caught up in that little bubble. I mean, when I lived in LA, it was not real life. It was like walking into an Instagram set every day. Nothing about it felt normal. In this season, God is removing the veil that has blinded so many people from his truth. You were set apart for such a time as this. We were not created to be accepted by the world. We were not created to fit in. Jesus says we are not of the world, for God created us out of the world. For if we were of the world, it would love and accept us as its own. But instead, the world hates us. I think some people have the idea that being a Christian means you're perfect, that you think you have it all together, that you have this picture-perfect life. But being a Christian is quite the opposite. Stepping into what God has for you is harder than living in the comfort of the lies the world feeds you. And not being a Christian is hard too, you know? Living by the culture has its own set of struggles. The difference is, is when you're not walking with God and you're dealing with anxiety and stress and the trials the world brings you, how do you get through it on your own? Because we can't get through this on our own. We always fall short. But when you walk with God, you have that supernatural strength that God gives you to walk through the trials. You have God's truth to be right next to you and to arm you and to protect you from the schemes of the devil. When God calls you to be a leader, you can no longer be silent on the wicked ways of the world. God puts this fire inside of you. He gives you a voice to use for his kingdom. In Exodus 4.11, it says, Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. When you know what the Bible says, when you know what God's truths are, you no longer bow to man's truth or man's approval or man's opinions. You won't buckle to compromise. When you're on God's mission, you know that you were set apart before you were born, and it doesn't matter what people say. To everyone listening, now is the time for you to decide where you stand. You know, a lot of people will say they're a Christian, but they will fall in the same breath when their faith is put to the test. So ask yourself, to what extent are you willing to stand? And if you are to stand and make it through the next season, you need to put on the full armor of God. I have a full episode on putting on the full armor of God. If you have not listened, make sure to check that episode out. Know that when you're walking with God, you're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be challenged and you're going to be persecuted. Matthew 5.11 says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Jesus also says in the Bible that when you face trials, consider it pure joy. And if you notice, this is from the book of James, he doesn't say if you face trials. He says when. It is for sure that we are going to face trials here on this earth. You are chosen. You are a son or a daughter of the king. 
1 Peter 2, 9 says, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Right now, God is raising Deborah's and Moses and Esther's and Abraham's, Daniel's and David's. He is calling his people to deny the ways of the world. When people come against you and say, oh, well, God's not real. You don't have to prove to anyone that God is real. They have to prove that he's not. I don't know about you guys, but eternity is a long time to be wrong. And that's not a chance I'm willing to take. I will stand with God every day of my life. As God calls you into this next season, remember to count the cost. Because anointing comes at an eternal price. And it's up to you to surrender. I'm praying that everyone listening to this message will stand firm, be bold, and will not waver. Pick up your sword. Pick up your cross. God is not finished yet. And the best is yet to come. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Please don't forget to subscribe and to download this podcast. If you enjoy it, please don't forget to give me a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I did my first video a few days ago and I talk about critical race theory, about cancel culture, about suing Sephora. I am starting a series where I do my makeup and talk about real issues from politics to God to current events and speak hard truths. So I'd really appreciate your support if you're not already subscribed to my YouTube channel. Thanks again for the support. God bless. And I'll catch you next Tuesday in a brand new episode.